Have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, now it's super easy. All you need is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. So if you would like to start your podcast today, head on over to anchor.fm slash start to join myself and the diverse community of podcasters today. Once again, that is anchor.fm slash start to begin your podcast journey today. How you doing, everybody? This is the inaugural episode of Demented Cast. I am Demented Gamer here with my co-host. Count of Monte Crisco. <laughs> All right. I can't um, believe I'm not butter. <laughs> All right. I was working on that one. Yeah, it seems like you were working on that a little bit, weren't you? Um, <laughs> it is It is New Year's for us right now. We are actually recording this at like 2 a.m. For me, it's like midnight for him because he's on that West Coast time. Uh, so it is it is too early or too late to be doing this podcast, but we're doing it anyways because it is our top 10 albums of 2018. Oh, which I should and, probably pull up that list. And man, was this out uh, this year? Let me just say, this year has been outstanding not only for music but just media consumption in general, like video games, music, movies, TV. It, it has been an outstanding year, but to Amen to, that, off, dude. <laughs> to kick off this list, I'll I'll uh, kick it over to you for your top or your number ten. Right, so my number ten has to be Trap Tyrell, his Ed and Eddie series. This should fall a little bit mon- more under uh, an honorable mention because it's not a full album, but it's been in the works for a while, and I feel like it might come out as an album. It takes the concept of like this Ed, Ed, and Eddie street kind of born in content idea. And well, of course, it takes the concept of Ed and Eddie, Ed, Ed and Eddie and applies that. But it also applies all other elements of the old school Nickelodeon cartoons. All right. All right. So, so, so definitely go peek that after this podcast. Um, my number 10 is because I am an old school fan is Kamikaze by Eminem. This album gave me what I was looking for when he did all his weird promotional material for a revival. And what I built revival up to be in my head obviously was not what we got in 2017. But Kamikaze was. It's the raw, gritty, early 2000s Eminem that I wanted from revival. But I'm not going to place it any higher and I actually debated back and forth for a while on if I should have it at 10 or if there's another album that should go there because it is that older Eminem, the sound that we've heard so many times over again that this this album My argument is I'm going to kind of like how he went back to his older style. That's kind of what lost me was... uh, my biggest argument against Eminem is I honestly say back when he was in sl- shady mode he was better yeah he was living his life wrong he was on drugs and stuff like that but his music was more creative and had a lot more of his emotion once he started to become more Eminem he kind of started to lose track of what made him great for sure for sure no I, I definitely I definitely get that um, he's, he also he kind of went really pop for a while he started yeah. doing a lot of like songs with pop artists um, and I get that. it like I get it like you want to sell albums and stuff and putting someone like Ed Sheeran and Rihanna on your album is that's gonna sell but yeah so my 10 is Kamikaze by Eminem uh, all right all, time for my number yeah What's time up? for your number nine what do you got for your nine Alright, so this is an art or these two artists actually found this here and listened to both their first and second versions of this album. It's uh 
they've got a one two and this is the third one they put out this year it comes in number nine because it was a little more soft i like the hardcore bumpy stuff and this was a better off dead by josh a and jake hill both extremely talented people and put them together it's just a winning duo josh a with the uh very emotional background lyrics and well i mean jake hill with those and josh a he's just that got that insane bars kind of party sound to his voice all right all right um uh, i've definitely never heard them but i i might i might give it a listen i might uh, give it a listen uh, this year, I definitely found a lot more artists that I usually would never listen to that I started listening to more. So I'll, I'll probably give it a listen. Um, I'm gonna be honest. This year for me was just completely rap. <laughs> that's that's how the last few years for me have gone. Is I've I've gone more hip hop and rap recently. Um, I've just been I, discovering I kinda, new artists. I've kind of fluctuated a bit between. Um, like I've listened to a lot of Prince this year too, because I uh, I dealt with the tragedy last year, so I I kind of went with Prince for a while this year, and just kind of got into a headspace of positivity. But anyways, my number nine is an old school artist for me, um, Tech Nine. His album Planet. This album came out. He dropped Drink Up in December as a solo. And I was like, all right, all right, this song's good. I, I like the beat. I like the flow. Um, he announced Planet. It dropped. And I just, I found myself just listening and listening, listening to it. And uh, it was really just good music to get me out of, because it, it came out earlier in the year. So it, it just gave me a good sense of like, uh, it gave me good vibes. And uh, it got me out of the funk I was in at the start of this year, and so yeah, Tex uh, always been good for that. He's a uh, he, he's really good at going the uh, heartfelt song. Like he has his songs about his mother, and then he also has songs like um, Caribou Lou. Oh yeah, so no, he's he, a really diverse he, artist. You can always find those uh, party songs, those heavy home hitting songs, and even once in a while, just those kind of odd experimental songs. Yeah, so definitely, definitely give Planet a listen. Um, my two favorite standout songs uh, were Mosh Pit. Um, I'm not a big fan of MGK, but his uh, his verse on Mosh Pit is is really well delivered. And then his song with King Iso, Bad Juju. Those two tracks for me are just two of my favorite tracks out of Dude, this year. You drop that new uh, Thanos song with um i think it was like twisted and a few other people but that one was great i don't i don't know if i listened to that yet i might have to it's thanos the title's thanos yeah, and it came out a week after avengers infinity wars well well uh i could probably tell you why i didn't hear about that or listen to it but i'm gonna well, save that for later on this list because it's gonna be because of an album on this list but um, I'm gonna kick it down to my number eight, and it is four twenty nine seventeen by I think I think it's Khan, um, K A A N. I had never heard this artist before. Um, I found him here. He released four twenty nine seventeen, and there was just something about this album. I I really can't put my finger on it. Um, normally, I'm good at. Re- remembering like track names this album i can't remember really track names i can just remember listening to this album and just falling into this album it's one of those um, ones that the second you start listening to you just ignore everything about it it's just kind of yeah, melts in your head yeah a lot of times i'll listen to music when i'm playing games and uh, either writing one of my books or whatever it is and i just found myself stopping for a minute and just listening and absorbing what he was saying in these songs and overall I, I i'm definitely gonna keep con on my radar from now on and just watch for more music from him all right so my number eight would be uh 
the year the sword by twisted i mean after leaving psychopathic records everyone gave them shit because they thought they were going to fall or a lot of people did at least but they are still going strong magic ninja entertainment has not only stolen every artist from psychopathic records but now every artist from psychopathic records that has been taken and sent to magic ninja are legit producing better than ever and year of the sword is a great demonstration of that like you guys haven't anyone hasn't heard that listen to that if you are a psychopathic fan an old school psychopathic fan at least all right all right um my my uh my kick it down to my number 7 and this one this artist i found last year well in 2017 now it's 2019 at the time of this um in 2017, I found Big Chris forever in a long time. And that quickly jumped to probably my top 10, maybe top five albums of all time. It is, it is one of the longest albums I've listened to in a while. Um, and there's something about that album that just grabbed me. His song, Bury Me in Gold, was... It hits you like, and fills your soul with just good vibes um but he's he's dropped two technically i probably shouldn't put it on here but he dropped double down which i think is the one with two tracks on it and then trifecta and it has three tracks on it and both uh it took me a while to listen because i was getting through so many other albums at the time but when i finally yeah, all the music with- starts to pile up yeah, when I uh, when I finally got the time, I sat down and listened to each, all five of those tracks. I just there's, I can't wait to see more from Big Crit, and I'm so excited to find out where he's gonna go. His, he's always got great beat selection, and his flow is always really nice, and it's solid, and it it all works well. So I I, I definitely recommend checking out Big Crit. That sounds like someone I'm like. I always like the grimy, more old school flows now. But uh, yeah. this is one that I think we're going to talk, or we might actually get onto a little bit of a conversation about. But it is um, KOD by J. Cool on my number seven. Gotta say, I would have put it J. Cool higher because he normally just everything he produces is gold. But for KOD, it just didn't do it for me this year. I uh, think it might be right. one of the weaker. All right. All right. Um, we're we're gonna get into we're gonna get into that a little bit, um, and and you'll know here very soon. Uh, I'm gonna kick it to you for your number six though. Ninth, number six. I'm gonna admit this is a little bit of breaking the rules again, but Ryan Covert. Just because I want this guy to get more love, and if anyone listens to this, look him up immediately. And it's maybe they were wrong. It was produced in 2017, but it's a story about his come up from nothing. Uh, being raised by his abusive dad with his older brother who was selling drugs to uh, his addiction with drugs, his loss of his friends, his rise to fame, where his drug addiction just went to its extreme and finally his uh, sobriety. And it is one of the most heartfelt stories in a rap album I've heard in my entire life. Not only this, but it holds a special place. Where would you... Just gotta get up get this out of here though it holds a special place in my heart because i found this album when i was actually helping my friend or a friend of mine with the same problems that he was going through so it holds a special place in my heart all right all right the the sentimental ones are always the the best <laughs> ones well the yeah ones because then are... you got sentimental to it yeah um my uh what what uh what were we on six yeah i'm on six right now because so, I instantly said something about J. Cole and you're like, oh, okay, time to fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no fighting. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to, I'll speak on, I'll speak on KOD in a little bit. But uh, my number six is actually an artist I didn't really know about. Uh, I had heard a couple of his songs previously, but didn't really know who he was, never looked him up. But I don't know if it's J-I-D or JIT. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. I'm going to say JID. Uh, DiCaprio 2. This album wasn't even on my radar. I was actually listening to another podcast, which 
shout out right now. Go look up Enlightened Sound by the guys on Damian Illuminati. Highly recommend. But they actually turned me on to Jid and DiCaprio too. And I, I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, I made, I've heard a couple of his songs before, never really deeply into his music or his lyrics or his flow. But the second I listened to this album, I did not want to put it away. Oh man, I I put it on repeat. I, I before I even finished the album. There, there's something about his flow and his beat selection and just how well they meld together that it's one of the albums that usually I'll wait a little bit before I put an album on repeat but like it's one of those albums I just instantly hit that repeat button and just had it go so DiCaprio 2 for my number 6 those are always the great ones when you find that one just like randomly out of nowhere scrolling through some kind of random thing and you find that like um he's not on my list for this year because i kind of got burned out of him but um going to make a kind of an honorable mention in the middle uh young gravy me and a couple friends found it while we were driving up to uh wairika and holy crap that has slowly become one of my favorite comedy freestyle artists what shout out his name one more time young gravy young gravy He's got this jokey right. style, but all his instrumentals are pretty much uh, old 30s and 40s songs that he freestyles over, and it it just has a great flow to it. But um, so, number five, you said he's got a jokey style. Would you say like jokey as in? It's like, like a jokey pop? freestyle. Eh, so I'd say like, raw era hops in when he's he's always got his white contacts in and he's just making fun and uh, being somewhat goofy. similar. I would say kind of a little bit more like a little dicky, kind of more outrageous. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the like, ultimate ridiculous. He's a good guy if you're just kind of mobbing somewhere and you want background noise. Uh, If you're actually looking for something to entertain yourself or get yourself pumped, like if you're playing a fighting game, I would recommend him. But my number five, my number five actually has to go to someone I've been listening to a while now, but, uh, Easy Mac, his My Little Pony album. This guy has the talent of both being able to make really hard-hitting feels songs and making the most outrageous songs you can hear. And this album is nothing but one giant acid trip. From cover <laughs> to last track. <laughs> so, so if you if you about that Molly life and popping popping pills and shit. Oh, trust me, there's another, there's another album up here you're going to just laugh about when you hear. Alright, alright. Um, my number five, this might be a shock to you, but my number five is the Black Panther album curated by Kendrick. That, no, you what? know what? I was kind of thinking uh, about doing that too, but it just this, I didn't listen to it enough to actually be like, I can't quit in full faith put it in here. See, this album dropped, and I, from, like, the way Kendrick and SZA, their vocals meld together to um, the beats and the um, flows between Kendrick J-Rock on King's Dead, this album from start to finish is just one roller coaster of a ride that you just don't want to get off of. The actual Black Panther movie came out and it took you on that roller coaster again. But like this album, just it. I'm a giant Kendrick fan, and I every time he releases something, I'm right there listening. Um, obviously, this wasn't solely Kendrick; like it was carried by him and Top Dog. But this is an album looked at as a Kendrick album. And the Black Panther album just it stuck with me all year. I I no, they definitely had a uh, they had a great sound director in that movie. That is one thing I'm going to say right off the start was yeah. Okay, so I went into Black Panther not expecting much. The melding between the original score by uh, Ludwig 
whatever that guy's name is, by him um, getting to meld that in with songs like I think I think Seasons uses the score from Black Panther to meld that song in. It's just the album's fantastic. No, agreed. Um, I kind of went into Black Panther not expecting much out of the movie because I was just kind of getting burnt out on Marvel movies. But that movie just kind of... What's the words I'm looking for? It brought a lot of surprise to me. Not only was the villain well thought out, which was kind of one of my complaints with Marvel movies, was the villains were kind of, to me, felt kind of cut and paste. But this, it just went full-fledged music scenery jokes action villain everything felt fresh but i'll also admit i went into black panther missing a lot of the marvel franchise (laughs) well i mean that's not that big of a deal i mean that's the neat thing about marvel movies is oh yeah the only ones that you not see any of them yeah Yeah. the only ones that are that might not work are maybe the second avengers third avengers and yeah. Well, either and way, and we're, we're going to have to see something. You're going to have to, listen, you're going to, have to see Infinity War, friend. War. But yeah, no, you're right. We're not here for that. My turn or yours? Marvel. Um, <laughs> this is not attempt number three. <laughs> All right, my number four is Redemption by J Rock. And this album, for me, was a surprise hit. Uh, The start of the album feels really kind of, not depressing, but kind of just slow. He's telling the story. Um, A lot of uh, low beats. Um, And then by the end of the album, the coin flips and you get into more happy beats. things feel more like party music and things you can really bump to in a club and Uh, like my number four is going to meld so well with you (laughs) the standout tracks for me were probably win and wow freestyle um both of them have like sprinkles of kendrick in it i think wow freestyle is the one where kendrick's actually named as a feature but this album for me just kind of it parallels my 2018 from being kind of a little gloomy and depressing to by the end I'm happy I'm ready and I'm excited to see where I can go from here on out so Redemption Redemption by J-Rock is a definite listen to it it was a surprise for me because I had never really listened to J-Rock he had never been on my radar so this this was a surprise hit for me definitely Uh, my number four and I actually sent this to you on messenger and we were joking about it but it is a uh, the clarity album by six obby way too much auto tune in it All right. <laughs> <laughs> but he is one of the reasons I fell in love with chill rap I mean for the longest time I was listening to a lot of metal a lot of uh, horrorcore and a lot of kind of party rap and just in some ways I kind of stopped to join it and then I ended up picking up uh, Quiet Rain by him which is in the Clarity album and I was listening to it the only reason I kept listening to it was because the first opening part to it was the opening menu theme to Kingdom Hearts 2 and that slowly just (laughs) turned me into loving other artists and actually several artists that are on this alright alright I'll have to give that a listen um, the heavy use of auto-tune always kind of turns me off a bit. Yeah, it's way just, too much in that. Sometimes I don't it mind when artists use it, but there's too many artists out there that overuse it. Um, yeah. Before, before I jump into my three, we are in the final three, and this is where it gets uh, interesting, because uh, uh, I... I I uh, I fought with myself for a very long time on how this list should go, but before we jump in, I ha- I don't know if you do, but I have some dishonorable mentions. Oh I, no! I wanna, don't worry, I I'll, do. Um, I I only wrote down two because I don't I don't want to make this a slander session, but oh, I don't mind talking shit. 
the, the first the first one I want to say dishonorable mention for 2018 is that Scorpion album from Drake. I'm sorry, I'm not a Drake fan. The only song from Drake I've listened to um, frequently has been God's Plan, and that's more so when I'm playing a video game like. If I'm if I'm in a match in Overwatch or something, and I need background music, I throw on God's Plan because it's got a it's got a nice beat that's just uplifting. But like, I'm sorry, that Scorpion album, I could not make it through. Mm, uh, I just I can't give Drake a good try. I've tried, I've tried, I've I, tried, but I, I, <sighs> I keep trying. I want to give him the benefit of doubt, but it never seems to work for me. Alright, I gotta bring in my dishonorable mention just because I want to beat you to the punchline before it happens. Everybody's okay. favorite, Rainbow 64, Takashi 69. Right now sitting in prison on fucking child molestation charges, but we all know it's because the FBI wants his ass as a snitch because he was dumb enough to use the Bloods as his security force. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Anybody? I'm not gonna talk to you. We ain't gonna get into that. We ain't gonna get into that. We're not about this. Um... I actually wasn't gonna jump on that because I don't pay attention to him or any of the. I just can't get away from it. Like I know several people that listen to him that are like, "Give him a try, give him a try." Finally, did didn't like him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be out here. Like I'll I'll make jokes and whatnot, but like truly, if it's not for me, it's not for me. Like, well, I mean, my next pick is a SoundCloud rapper, so. Um, <laughs> so that's my, why I had uh, to jump on this. One of my other dishonorable mentions is MGK's binge EP. That that was that was garbage. I listened to it. I gave him a chance because I did. I did like Rap Devil. I did, I did not think he won that um, little battle he had with Eminem, but I did like Rap Devil, and I did think he. I thought he did a good job. Um, um, put this he out died the second kill shot happened. Yeah. Like, for a second there, I and, thought that maybe they were at a tie, and then I listened to kill shot a few more times. I'm like, nah, Eminem takes it. And, like, I was, I was like, come on. Keep talking about this EP. That EP better be fire. Oh, yeah. No, that EP dropped and it's not fire. Everyone's going to clown you. And what happened? He drops it and he gets clowned because it's awful. Well, I mean, he did kind of paint an entire target on his back, so... Every, every track on his EP was like two minutes, maybe three minutes. The longest song on that EP was Rap Devil. Right, like, right. he's Rap Devil on that EP, <laughs> which tells me... He that, that was his only good one? He, no, he threw that EP together. Um, just in like 20 minutes he was sitting in a studio and he's like we just gotta throw an EP together cause I got my name buzzing right now um, <laughs> Eminem is about to fire back and I'm gonna be destroyed I gotta start throwing shit together well so I did see a lot of people pick up on this but in Rap Devil there is a beat in Rap Devil that like it has a chorus and everything that just doesn't fit with the song and um crypt on youtube i was watching his video of it he did a everything wrong with rap devil and everything oh yeah you sent me that he mentions it in his everything wrong with rap devil where they're like there's this entire section of a chorus and a beat that just doesn't meld at all with the rest of the song he points it out and like the song that beat and that chorus is in a different song entirely on Rap Devil, or not on Rap Devil. I'm sorry. On his. Uh, and so I'm name. just. Yeah, and so I was just like, "What? Um, all right, so we know this isn't something you had planned to come out like." You you threw this together in like 20 minutes in the studio because you're buzzing. <laughs> well, he had to jump on that money. Gotta hand MGK the biggest L award of the year. Because it's not legit after hearing that. 
Bro, I wish we had our own Razzies to give out. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. Another... so any more dishonorable mentions, or are we moving forward? Because I, I actually want to get to this debate about J. Cool. I, I thought about one more, um, and it pains me to do it. I was, I was looking forward to this album so much, but Logic's Young Sinatra. Yeah. That out, I didn't get through that album. I put it yeah. down after that disappointing Wu-Tang song. He had the entire Wu-Tang clan on his album in one song called Wu-Tang Forever. And like that song hurt me. It hurt my soul. That up. Like Like. that after that song, I just put the out like I just closed the album off of my Spotify and played something else. I think actually you know the after that and was just like, yeah, no, this ain't for me. And it pains me to do it because I like logic. I do. I am a Funny logic enough, fan. Me and, my, uh, me and my friend, and I'm going to be this guy. Me and my friend Alex, you can go subscribe to him on YouTube. He's a startup rapper, Alex Wheeling. Self-plugged, not shamed at all. But him and I were actually talking about this last night at uh, his little brother's place out front. And it sucks even more for me because that last album he re- or produced, which I'm not going to try to pronounce because... I can't pronounce something, I make it up. But uh, the one that got plugged by Rick and Morty, that one was the first Logic album I heard, and I absolutely fell in love with that. Heard Young Sinatra, I'm like, wait, is this the rest of his shit? See? Yeah. No, Young Sinatra just wasn't it. That you just mentioned, well, we're going to come back to that a little bit later, but we're going to get on with this list. Um, I'll... I'm going to go with my number three, and this is an artist I actually found out about because of sound. I found his song, Dopamine, on SoundCloud and fell in love. But my number one and my number three are both SoundCloud artists. Um, Boz, Milky Way, this album, I heard he was dropping it, and I got so excited because I loved too hot to riot and so when milky way dropped i instantly opened spotify i went to it and just started listening and i instantly i was like boz is uh it when it comes to all the artists in dreamville boz is like the closest one that can contend with j cole him and j cole are like for me, out of the people in that camp, him and J. Cole are neck and neck. It like one will drop a project and they move higher than the other, the other drops a project and they move higher. Kind of like competitive. Yeah. Or constantly competing with each other in a way. Yeah. And let me just say, out of all the studios this year, I think Top Dog and um, Dreamville have had the best years out of all of them um but yeah so milky way by boz i definitely recommend you go listen to it um i've listened to it many times since it's dropped i love the album i will continue to listen to it and yeah so boz milky way okay okay i'm gonna check that out next okay my number three and you're probably going to get a laugh out of this but is i want to die in new orleans by suicide boys now as you know, All I right. love horror. Porn. I love horror. You got to defend that choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I love horrorcore. I love everything metal. I used to listen to a lot of metal, freaking Avatar, Slipknot, Mushroomhead, you name it. I used to listen to it. But on top of that, I love rap. And mainly, I will admit to it, the reason I began to love begin to love rap is because I became friends with you. But mixing the two just to me became kind of like the uh, peanut butter jelly of music world. Suicide Boys, honestly, they were the best mix of it. They weren't like psychopathic stuff where it was mainly rap and the metal was more just an instrumental. It was an even split down the middle. You had your metal screaming with your freaking heartbeat lyrics and sometimes even philosophical songs. And this is what this album is, is it's heartfelt story songs mixed with that hardcore fucking headbanging shit. 
right, all right. I might, I might give it a listen. I might give it a listen. We'll see. Yeah. If you don't like metal, I'm just going to recommend now you just step out of it. I mean, no, I like metal. I started out listening to metal before I transitioned to rap and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll try it. Um, all, right, all right, number two, number two. Yeah, I'm going to move down. jokes out of this. So, these, so my one and two spots have, were arguably the, the hardest ones to decide like always your number one spot is always going to be the one that you've like spent so long on but my number these two albums for me have just been a constant like I found, one of them i just found myself listening to every day at least i i put the entire album on and listen start to finish at least once a day for like the first two months it was out but Ultimately, KOD is my number two. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just found it funny, my number seven. I fell in love with this album. Um, J. Cole is one of those artists for me that... <clears throat> he's like Kendrick in a way to where I don't think I can say he's had a like terrible project. He's had some mediocre projects, but like right now he is on a winning streak for me. See, that's the thing I like about J. Cool. J. Cole is most of his projects, and I'm sorry to interrupt, I'll let you finish, but most of his projects have always had this kind of experimental sound with the lyric, with a lot of lyrics, a very good, well thought out song. And that's kind of what killed me on the KOD. I'm just going to put that out there. It just felt like he was going X. I think when I listened to KOD for the first time, this was the purest form of J. Cole I think I've heard in a while. Maybe since, um, okay, what was that album? The album he named after his street, his uh, childhood, Forest Drive. Um, I think this is the purest we've heard J. Cole since that album. And like, this this album was just filled with bangers. Like you have the second track on this KOD, ATM. You have um, okay, 1985. I, I do want to throw KOD on a legit system with some good subwoofers and just watch the windows rattle. I'll give it that. I, uh, I got a I got a pretty good tiny Bluetooth speaker. It, it was like $450. I got it for like 150 That thing has so much bass that I threw KD on there and just boom. I was like, I got to turn this down. Otherwise, my neighbors... Like, I'm about to lose my safety deposit. Yeah, my neighbors are going to get pissed. But yeah, no, KOD. Like if you have not listened to KOD, you need to go put that on right now. That no, agreed. It is one of those must listens. That's why it's on my top ten. Um, what was that album you were mentioning earlier uh, that I said I didn't? Oh no, it was a track from Tech Nine, the Thanos one. Oh, that yeah. Kod probably the reason I did not hear about that because for uh, like the two to three months, that Kod was just a constant. But well, yeah. I should just pick that up, bro. Like, um, we're gonna we're gonna move into our honorable mentions before we hit the top dog, the number one. <laughs> All right, honorable mention for you. Oh, um, I'm what of I'm gonna start with this one because this is probably gonna surprise you a bit. But Culture Two by Migos. Like, I'm I'm not a big Migos fan. But there's just something about their style that just intrigues me. And Culture 2 is just one of those albums. Like, I just put it on because I was like, you know what? I'm going to delve deeper into their music. And I just, I kind of found myself like bobbing my head to it a bit. And I was like, you know what? All right. And like the song Walk It, Walk It, Talk It. I, I found myself putting that song on a lot throughout the year, to be honest. So yeah, Culture 2 is definitely 
definitely an honorable mention for me. Like, it's one of those albums that it surprised me this year. All right, all right. Uh, one of my honorable mentions has to, because this year has honestly been finding artists rather than albums, so I've had the most trouble doing this list. But uh, one of my honorable mentions has to go to the artist Bill Saber, or Bill Saber. His, I found his style when he did this um, strange album that I can't remember off the top of my head. I'd like to say it was called Gorilla, where the entire album was made in a kind of 64 old school SNES sounding instrumentals with him rapping over it. And legit, this guy's got talent. Like, I guess he's small time, but give him a listen. Any of his music, he just, his lyrics are hard on it. He gasses. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll have to, um, I'll probably have you send me a link. Um, I'll give it a shot. Another honorable mention I want to get to is uh, Yuck You by Jaron Benton. Uh, I've, I've just enjoyed seeing what all the artists have done since Funk Volume disbanded. And Jaron Benton is definitely one of those artists I've just wait, 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 enjoyed hold up, hold up. Funk Volume disbanded. Oh no, did we just break news? Oh, yes, shit. you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was going to happen. They challenged Horseshoe Gang. Just <laughs> aside, aside. Um, no, I've, I've seriously enjoyed watching, like, Jern, Hobson, and Dizzy all, like, where they want to be at. Hobson, he was leaving. And obviously, we all knew the second Ill Mind 8 happened, and Hobson was like, hey, I'm out. We all knew Funk Volume's dead because you can't yeah, have Funk Volume. I mean, he was the founding member. It would be like uh, if Tech left Strange Music. Who's yeah. on the business yeah. now? So, yeah, no, Yucky was definitely... It was a it was a surprise. Um, not too many standout songs. Is That's probably why I can't get it to my top ten just because, like, I only have a couple, maybe, like, three, four songs from the album that I truly, like, will listen to on a daily basis. But, yeah, Yucky is definitely a, worth a listen. And uh, see if you like him. Because Jaron Benton has, a, he has an interesting sound that I don't think gravitates towards a lot of people. I definitely yep. will check it out. Especially since they're not kind of under Funk Volume's control now. It's been the biggest right. reason why I've kind of been avoiding that is because I just don't want to support the company that could physically screw the person that found founded them yeah funk volume uh, changed quite a bit yeah. so I should always read the fine print yep but you got another one or because right, I got, I, I, got can... I actually I thought of another album I can throw on here but uh, go for it I'll do my own yeah, mention and feel free to throw yours on but uh my other honorable mention goes to one I found last year called Xavier Wolf. This guy is kind of weird. A lot of the artists I listen to don't like to produce a lot of their music in albums. They like to produce some singles, especially like the two ones I wanted to name big time. But uh, Xavier Wolf has this chill yet aggressive style that I haven't really seen before. And honestly, just amazing. Plus one of his songs... Um, has an old school anime opening in it from Initial D, which was just by far one of the funniest things I saw. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll have to give that a listen. I'll have to give that a listen. Um, uh, Jules Full From Your Eyes Like Tears, dude. Listen to that, but you gotta look it up on YouTube. Another reason why he's an honorable mention. Not all his music is on easy, accessible platforms. Okay, okay. So he's going the Prince route. I dig it. I respect it. <laughs> Um, I'll call I'm gonna, Prince route. I call that the pr- pompous route. I mean, it is the Prince route, though. When you think yeah. about it, like you couldn't find anything Prince online. Oh, yeah, but this on Prince, had the, Prince had the ability to pull that off. I mean, when you can dunk on people in a giant purple suit, you got the ability <laughs> to do whatever the hell you want. I remember um, I was listening to. Kevin Smith's podcast, Batman, Batman, and they were doing their um, Prince eulogy that they did when he passed away. And Mark Bernardin told this was, uh, 
Damn, I just lost my train of thought. We ain't doing this over though, because we're only doing one take. Um, sure. It's only been <laughs> one take. Well, technically it has. Anyways, they don't need to know the logistics of it. But uh, I'm just going to do these last two honorable mentions really fast, and then we're going to get to our number one. Uh, The first one name is Love Me Now by Tory Lanez. This, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, People talk about him a lot. He's apparently really popular. Had no idea who he was. Um, someone I follow on Twitter shouted out his album. I I went, clicked on it, listened to it, and was like, you know what? No, I like this. Um, he he knows how to spit on a beat really well. And I, I enjoy my listen for it. I just, I haven't found myself going back because there's so many other albums that I fell in love with this year. But it's definitely one of those albums I keep on my Spotify and I'll go back to every once in a while. So, yeah, love me, <clears throat> love me now by Tory Lanez is a definite listen. Uh, and I'll then check that out. The next one I want to shout out is Bobby Tarantino Two by Logic. Oh, that was an uh, album so, I was actually trying to think of when I was talking about the first album yeah. I heard of by Logic. Yep, and uh, this album. So the first one he did was the one that made me a Logic fan. So songs like Flexicution. 40, what was it on that one? I think it was 44 Bars was the one on Bobby Tarantino 1, and then it's 44 more on 2. But yeah, yeah that, that was great. Bobby Tarantino was the album that made me a fan. And so, already a little bit of a bias for Bobby Tarantino 2, but the album came out and it was just non-stop. Just, yeah, I, I can bop to the, I can bump to this no matter what I'm doing. Like, there's a song on here for every occasion. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely listen to Love Me Now and Bobby Tarantino, too, if you haven't already. 44 more, too, because just Marshmallow, great freaking, uh, or a great dubstep artist, and he does great on that instrumental, if you ask me, too. Because But, does. um... I'm not a big fan of Marshmallow, but he does. He let does. me slip one more honorable mention in there. Atlas. Go for He's it. another one of those... Or, um, Atlas, he's another one of those artists that doesn't release all his, or any of his music and uh, albums, but he's really chill, and once you actually see a picture of this guy, he is absolutely surprising, surprising that he can spit that well. Um, so, give yeah. it a listen. I'll, I'll definitely drag it down and listen. See for myself. I'm gonna let you go first. What is your okay. number one album, sir? Number one, don't you mean number two? Because I didn't get my number two in, I thought. You didn't? I don't remember. Oh, man, this podcast is awful. All right, say your number two, sir. I don't of remember. Of course it's awful. Did. I'm on it. All right, so um, Jarvage Volume 2. Found this guy some time ago, but after giving him a listen, or after giving a listen to his, nub- or his uh, new album, I had to put him as number two. I gave him a listen this morning before work. Holy crap, this guy spits not only grimy beats, wacky beats, fucking fast beats. This guy just spits hard bars. Freaking give him a listen if you haven't to. He's only got two albums, Jarbage Volume 1 and Jarbage Volume 2. He's not that hard to find. And then uh, should I spit out number one or should you go for it? No, go for it. I'm going to spit on my number one. I, I got a lot to say about number one. Zoo by Russ, or should I say King Midas, pretty much, because anything this guy does, pure gold, hops off SoundCloud out of nowhere, blows the hell up, and every album he produces, or every album he makes, he does it 100% by himself, makes the beats, does distribution, spits the lyrics on the on them, and just absolutely great. I listened to Zoo, and I just couldn't put that album down. Hell, I'm still listening to it. All right, all right. Uh, give it a listen. Give it a listen. Um, my my number one. Uh, when I finally was able to decide, it, it was tough. Kod and this one were they were neck and neck for the longest time. Um, that's actually how Kod and Milky Way were for a while too. Uh, 
but LMA, I'm sure you, everybody's heard boot up and trip by now. Sure. You know who she is by this point, but, uh, like I, like I said, with, uh, love me now, I found out about, um, follow on Twitter, Mr. Underscore. I keep it real, which I highly recommend you go follow and watch what his content, but he posted about boot up a while, uh, last year, 2017. And, uh, and I was like, what, it, what is this song boot up? And I kept hearing people talk about it. I was like, what is, I gotta go listen. I listened to it, instantly fell in love with her. I, I instantly fell. Her voice is, it's so soulful, it's so peaceful, and you just, you find yourself just instantly vibing with her music. And I, I instantly went to Spotify, I went to YouTube, and I just started finding, I was like, I just need more, I want more. And so, she announced her debut album, which is also self-titled. And I, I, I bought it. I listened to it. And I just, I keep listening to it. Like there's. All right. There's something about LMA's voice. Every time she gets on a beat that fills me with like a sense of just security and warm warmth. And yeah, I like, got that. I mean, um, uh, have you sent me her album? Because I did want to chime in. I haven't actually heard her. Oh God, you have to. I'll, the second we get done recording this, I will I will send you her album. Cause it's, it's just one of those things. Like everybody needs to give it at least one listen through. All right, like R and B is not for everyone, and I get that. But like, she she sounds like old school R and B or like early not not so much like super old school, but like early two thousands, late nineties R and B. I know I can that really soulful, soulful R and B, and I just. I, I love the album, and I can't get enough of her music and her voice. Um, I really wish I could make it to Denver this February because she's going to be performing in Denver, but unfortunately, I will not be making it there. But yeah, I mean, LMA, if you haven't if you haven't heard her by now, like you just you need to go listen and give her a shot because. Yeah, I'll definitely be on my roster. Honestly, a lot of the artists you recommended, I'll be putting on my list tonight. She she blew up this year. Like she she really blew up this year. And like I'm I'm a little done with boot up, but like trip is now one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, Sauce is another good one on there. And then I didn't even mention the features on this album. She has both John Legend and Chris Brown. I'm not a big fan of either of them, but I will say her vocals with Chris Brown's are some of the, it, it's one of the best features I've ever heard. Their vocals go together so well and the song just, it works. It's called Whatchamacallit and it's probably one of my favorites, one of my favorites she's ever done. So yeah. Definitely, definitely give LMA a listen. So that's the definite. So, should we get it? Yeah, that's okay. Cool. I mean, there's not much to say. My only argument behind this is I feel like he's going the route of extension. I didn't mind extension when he was dropping his stuff because it was a bit on the experimental side. But the second it started to become more instrumental and less lyrics is when I kind of stopped liking it. Yeah, but he he still has a lot of lyrics. Like, and not only that, he's so lyrical. And like, that, I, 
I've listened to KOD so many times and still at this point I listen to it and I catch things I didn't hear before. And okay, okay. So, so I will give the benefit of the doubt I did give it a rush listen to. But Yeah, you, you definitely you can't do that with KOD. KOD yeah. is an album that like there like songs like ATM and KOD, like you can just listen to those and not really pay attention. Um you'll still miss a lot. And there's still things like you should really just sit. Okay, okay. So I see where I see where you're getting at. It's one of those more albums that I should probably dig a little bit into more. Yeah, like I like I said, I've listened to it so many. I'm I don't know how many times I've listened to it, but I've listened to it a lot this year. And every time I listen to it, still I catch things I didn't the previous listen. I don't know. For me, Jay, that album, like like I was saying with, um, I think I said it with maybe DiCaprio 2 or 42917. I don't remember which one I said. What, what one was it? I think 42917. I was going to say you're but I, I, the memory of a goldfish. Speaking <laughs> of which, what was the podcast about? Huh? Oh, <laughs> God damn it. it was a this podcast is awful. <laughs> Oh, but I put KOD on repeat. I think it's the fastest I've ever put an album on repeat. Mm, like I heard, I heard, I heard the intro, and the second it gets into KOD, that the beat hits, and you just know you're gonna be in for a ride. It. I got the same feeling. Listening to KOD gave me the same feeling I had when I first listened to Damn. Like, Damn is one of my favorite albums of all time. And the first time I listened to it, I got the same feeling I did listening to KOD. Where, like, you you start with Blood and you start with KOD's intro and then you instantly move into something like DNA and KOD where the beat just hits. And it just pulls you forward. And just, you keep that momentum throughout the album. So, um, there is one thing I want to talk about, and I think you might have heard about it. But it has to do with my number one pick, Russ. Now, granted, you hadn't heard of Russ until I sent you a link to one of his songs, the flute song, which is the first song on the Zoo album. Okay, so you know little, uh, not little peep, I think it was little Xanax, Odeed. Russ came out yeah. and said, I'm not going to mourn over somebody who is a drug addict and Odeed. Because oh. Russ took a very strong, strong standpoint against rappers posting on Instagram and posting on social media's ways to do drugs and use those drugs because he believes that the young people listening to their music will be influenced to do that and they're raising up a new generation of addicts. What's your standpoint on this? Uh, see, mm, I hadn't heard about this. Okay, now this <laughs> is old news, so anyone listening to this probably doesn't really care, but I'm going to get this out of the way. We kind of rushed this podcast. <laughs> um... We need something to talk about. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. He kind of lost a little respect for me, honestly. Not that like there really wasn't, because I don't. I've never listened. I've never really listened to his music. But, like, that loses a little respect for me. Like I've I've had plenty of friends become drug addicts. I've lost family because of drugs. I've never known one of my uncles because of a drug addiction. And so for that. me that 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 hits real close to home and that kinda makes makes I me would. resent you a little bit for saying it. Not you specifically, but well, you yeah, generally. You're um it just yeah, it makes me makes me a little angry. Like, I'm not gonna because addiction is such a real thing for so many people. I've dealt with many forms of addiction for myself and with family members. I lost someone recently because of an addiction. And okay, it's, so I will put this out here. Two things. One, I might have been paraphrasing what he said a little bit. It was generally within the uh, uh, words of what he meant. It was, it was going to happen because yeah, the guy was a the lines of like saying, "Oh, you were you were an addict, and because you OD'd on drugs, I'm not I'm not going to mourn you." 
Well, yeah. As I mean, again, that's the part maybe where I messed up, but that's where most of the media took it. I'm just saying that that's where mainly Russ was getting at. Okay, so... But, um... But if, if the media took it that way, and that's how it's been reported, or, um... I mean, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and maybe he didn't mean it that way. If he did mean it that way, I don't really have respect for you. This is where I can see I, this I is have where... seen... Okay, go present go your it. argument. Go for it. Go for it. This is where I can see his argument as. The guy was posting on social media how to easily make lean, which kids under the age of 18 would have been watching and probably would have done not safely, meaning they either would have got addicted or OD'd on it. And that's where Russ did not like this guy. He doesn't like any artist that could do that because he doesn't like that drug life that goes into the or into the music especially when he as an artist believes that they he influences the people listening to his music that they will make choices and idolize him so they'll follow his footsteps so he believes every artist should take that same standpoint okay um see this is this is just difficult because i understand where he's coming from i do but at the same time we live in the age of the internet and digital media to the point where that's not so much on the artist as it should also fall upon that kid's parents or legal guardian yes i agree they should be there's one of my issues is like parents are like it's so hard to monitor them and blah 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 it's really not. Many video game systems, um, apps, they have restrictions for kids. You can go in and set restriction, restrictions for your kids. Um, parents just aren't. They're blindly giving kids iPads and laptops and PS4s and 360s and Xbox Ones. They're blindly doing it without looking into it more. Not all parents, there's obviously that do group of each so but i do i do understand where he's coming from on that aspect it also does partly fall on the artist for not like that to an audience where we all know that the majority of your audience is between 12 to 19 or 20 or 21 so it falls on both the artist and the parent. Yeah, that, that's uh, where my argument stands, is, or this is where I think about it. His whole thing, honestly, because in the same way, I've had friends that go to drug addiction, I've lost family, I've you know people who have had to climb their way out of horrible holes they dug themselves into drug addiction. When I heard that, I was like, bro, that's fucked. That's just... Yeah, like, if, but, if the media's not his words and he does mean like I'm not going to mourn you because you OD'd on drugs and you you chose a life of drugs I don't stand by that on that I think you're actually kind of a shitty and horrible person for saying that because addiction is such a real thing that is like it's very difficult for someone to overcome an addiction whether it be drugs alcohol yeah it's a yeah, it's it's a disease, and it it essentially a good way to put it is it essentially eats at you. The one argument like that you, I agree with. Oh, um, you're not hold on, let me oh, let me finish it. this really quick. Um, with alcohol, I've known people who they literally the first thing they think of when they wake up is I want a shot. I'm gonna take a shot. They don't get a glass of water. They don't get a cup of coffee. They don't eat breakfast. They go in the kitchen, pour themselves a shot, take a shot. Like, I don't know. that If the media didn't twist his words and that's actually what he meant, I don't stand by that. And it kind of makes me not even want to stand by your music. Because I don't, I don't want to stand by someone that would do that. Yeah, understandable. 
I can see your point. Um, I still say give him a try, even that one fuck up. I mean, everyone fucks up. Uh, that's why I try to say again, his, what I said was more of a paraphrase of what he said. His biggest issue was um, everybody was mourning somebody who was a figurehead in media influencing people's lives and especially young, impressionable people for ODing on drugs when that was pretty much his whole life was drugs. Mm-hmm. No, I, so I, I honestly I, argue that this is more of a. Yeah, I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably gonna go look into this more and find out exactly what he said. Hey, more talking topics. Like, like you said, the media could have t- taken what he said and misconstrued it. And like and I so said, then the they this topic was uh, this happened a while back, so my memory could be flawed on the whole subject too. But again. I just want to no, well, I'll, this and I'll, see what this whole get our own two cents in on each end. Yeah, no. Um, I'll probably go and look it up and see for myself because if if he said it in a way that like, look, you condone this, you showed kids this, blah blah blah, that wasn't right. Then maybe fine, but if he was saying that I'm not going to mourn someone because of that, because of their addiction then I'm not, I, I can't support that. I do argue though, when he made his whole statement, it was way too soon on the guy's passing to even make a statement like that because there's still family mourning and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the other thing too. You can't make statements like that too soon. Like I remember, I remember, um, rest in peace Stanley, but I remember when Stanley passed away, I, uh, I was on Twitter and it, like when a lot of celebrities like Stanley die, you see a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook sharing like memories and like great things about that person's life. And so I was just on Twitter looking through people sharing like if they've ever met him or like he inspired me. And someone had posted a picture of Thanos snapping and it showed Stanley fading into dust. Ooh. And I, I retweeted that and was like, you need to delete your Twitter, sir. Like, there, there's certain things you don't say, and there's also certain things you you need to wait. Yeah, like, this was, this was the day, was I think this was the day or day after the news had broke. Yeah, that's and a little so, like, you don't do or say or wait. That obviously is one of those cases you just don't do. This is one of those cases where, wait, like, if you're asked about it, like, no comment. My thoughts are with his family. Don't. Well, I mean, it's a little mourning period, but I think our rant has gone a little too far. Uh, how do you want to end this yeah. off? We're we're gonna we're gonna end this off because it's too early in the morning for me. I need to get some fucking sleep. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you with your closing statement, sir. Uh, subscribe to Alex Wheeling on YouTube because if he blows up, I get a better job. <laughs> and maybe then we'll right, be able to go see Spider Verse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and my uh, my closing statement is: We made it. This is the inaugural episode of Demented Cast. Uh, Four takes. It might be me. It might be just me next time. It might be me in the call. We'll see. Um, I'm excited to see where I where this grows in 2019. And go over to facebook.com slash dementedmedia to check out our Facebook page. Um, I'm going to try and get more consistent with it. I have a couple of reviews up right now. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. And good night. <laughs>